What's up? We got Brian Gordon over here. What's Welcome. What's going on, everybody? Welcome, Brian Gordon, to his own show, everyone. Huh? <laughs> Welcome to Talk Hard Podcast. Podcast. Yes, good job. Not radio, just for Yet. those people who thought Yet. it was radio. Yet. It's not. Yet. Anyway, welcome to the show, everybody. We got a great show. I don't even know what we're talking about today. He usually, we'll say like topics. I know, and he didn't even bother telling me. So, what are we talking ask. about? What is going on in your world today, Brian? A lot. Yeah, a yeah, lot a lot of, going on. A lot of great things. Oh. And actually something that I know I want to talk about. I'm not sure that you're going to want to talk about it after I bring it up. It's why, not, it's not why relationships. Why are you looking at the camera and not me it's right not, now? It's not relationships. We already tackled the one thing that really bothered me, which was relationships on episode seven. You can go check it out. It's on YouTube right back there. <laughs> that one actually did pretty well. After this one. <laughs> Watch this one first. What are we talking about today, Brian? Um... Oh God! So I'm, I'm nervous. Learned, I'm sweating. I, I've as as everybody's been watching this journey. I'm continuing to dive into like training and practice and and learning new modalities of things and like neuro linguistics came up goes. this weekend and we're getting deeper into it. But oh boy. it brought something up as I was actually being coached by one of the coaches. And the coach can be coached. The coach everyone. can be coached. Every coach should have a coach. Um, you He's posted something. Yep, I'm getting ready to point at you. Oh god. You what? posted something yesterday. I did not. That was part of that was my team. And it said something <laughs> along the lines <laughs> of stuck between I'm proud of myself and I got to go a little harder. Oh, yeah. I might have posted that one. And my question was I will not s- confirm or deny. Why can't we do both? Well, why do you have to be stuck? Read me the post again. Stuck between I'm proud of myself and I got to go a little harder. So in a normal mind, which is nowhere, no one on this podcast or anybody who listens to this podcast, in the normal functioning brain of the normal human being, that could be the case. Define, but, define normal. It's a setting on a washing machine. <laughs> uh, oh, well, it is. No, go ahead. I put it on normal. Go ahead. Hair. Let's anyway. call the typical. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, look, man, this is like I, I talk about all the time how my mind is the enemy and I have to battle this son of a bitch all day long, every sure. day. From the moment I step, put my feet on the floor and the kitty cats are running between my legs. From that moment to the time I close my eyes well into the night. I battle my brain. My brain is the enemy, and my brain tells me to do all sorts of things, and it also tells me not to do all sorts of things. But I suffer, you know, because I'm an addict. Okay. I'm in long-term recovery, but I suffer for them. And we, we refer to it in, the, in, our, in our literature as the, the fear of impending doom. And the, as you said in one episode, uh, you know, the, we're always waiting for the, sh- you know, the shoe to drop. And, mm-hmm. and, and so it's like this battle, and I, I tell me if I'm alone out there, ladies and gentlemen, but, you know, it's always like I know, 
I know because I need validation a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not scared to admit that. Like, I like validation. I like to be validated. I give myself validations. Like you said, you give yourself a high five with. I think that's beautiful, by the way. I Thank think you. I, I, I wish that would trend a little more harder than what it did. Mel Robbins has it trending. It's called hashtag high five habits or hashtag high five. Or, and she's got a lot of hashtags. Pick up the book, Mel Robbins. It's a great book. High five habits. Not a great book. Sorry, haven't read the book. I love Mel Robbins. It is amazing. I mean, it goes deep into the psychology side of it and how simple it is. Like, you'll see it on um, TikTok. You'll see, I've seen it on Facebook. These videos go viral of the teachers pre-pandemic where they were giving their kids a high five. And it goes viral, right? Because people love to be celebrated. Yeah. And they've actually done studies where they can tell which basketball team is going to make it to the playoffs based on watching pregame videos of who gave more high fives. Uh-huh, love it. That's pretty cool. Like, they've literally studied the depth of the psychology behind the celebration, the simplicity of connection through physical touch, because we all speak different languages. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of where love I'm going languages. with this, is like, for me, and this is my hope for people like you, because I, too, where you currently say you are right now. Gotcha. So I'm not, I don't feel like I'm making an assumption. I'm basing it off of what you just said. No. You wake up and your mind is a constant battle. Yes. For me, it used to be, and it no longer is. Well, okay, that would be a, that's a stretch. It no longer is nearly severe as it was because of this shift that I made. And part of that shift was acknowledging where I am right now. And that even came up this weekend because it started to creep back up as I got nervous in class, right? Because I want to be perfect and everybody's judging me. And I'm one of probably four guys out of 27 people. The rest were female. And I am probably the only person there with face tattoos. You know what I mean? Like that's, I I go (laughs) into my head. you're probably the only person who notices that. Right. I go into my head real fast, right? And as we were talking through some things, it was this like need to be perfect. And, and I'm still driven in a very similar way to you, but that crept up real bad that week. And, um, my coach at the time said, why can't you just be proud of yourself? Mm. Like where you are right now, let's, let's, let's shift gears for a minute and let's talk about where you currently are and why that's a problem. And arrogance came up and I was like, I'm so afraid of like acknowledging who I am. Cause I don't want to appear arrogant, but let's lay down the facts. 20 years of addiction, 10 of them heroin and pills. Society and statistics say I should be dead, right? Yeah. That alone deserves celebration. Agreed. Let's just, you could leave it at that and be super proud of yourself to not have gone back to that world. However, my drive got me to a different place. And it did come from a very similar place to you, but what shifted for me and where the urge that still laid deep inside of me finally shifted was when I finally said, I'm enough. Mm -hmm. And so we tried this exercise where you like echo to yourself in the mirror and then you echo to your coach where you say to your coach, I just want to be seen. And my coach reflect you are seen. And it got emotional, like real fast. Somebody echoing back like a few words that I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And so when I saw that post, I'm like, I, there are uh, there's the other side of the fence to that and what i mean there is people always, that there, aren't i want to say this there always is. right so Especially i want to acknowledge that, where you are and where the other people possibly could be uh, and uh, saying be proud of yourself where you're at and don't put a time frame on it like you don't have to always be striving for more from pain well let, let me let me go into a little bit about where i'm at with that nine 
a large percent. I'm, I'm going to admit it. Like a large percentage of the time, it's it's feeling it's this the, again a feeling of impending doom, like constantly. Like and this is, I believe you know, I, saying it's the addict mentality is 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 very vague. You know, it, it is. It's just who I am. It's who I've always been. It, it's probably what got me into uh, addiction in the first place. It's what got me into the behaviors, which got me into the criminal, you know, got me into, you know, all the legal troubles that I was in. You know, it's that mindset. But it's also like, so I get clean and sober, and, and July 1st, I'll have eight years. Nice. So it's still in my career, right? And, and the things that I do in my life, it's like I always feel like if I was to stop and pause for a minute and really reflect, which I do often daily, right? I, I have to, because I, my mind gets going and it starts thinking and it's like, Oh God, shit. What if this happens? I'm going to do this. I need to do this. I, it, my mind is always, no matter how great I do. And I am, I, I'm, I'm really great at my job. I'm, I, I, and, but no matter how great I am at what I'm doing, I have this feeling like I could, I should be doing more constantly. Like I need to be doing more. I should have did that differently. And this is all like this brain doesn't stop. Like it doesn't, it doesn't stop. And it's always telling me to push. It's always telling me. And and I have a problem with this. This is, I, I just talked about my, with my therapist about this the other day. I never feel like I'm doing enough yet. I know I'm doing better than I've, than most people, right? I, I know that, I, and that's comparing, which is not always great. But I was talking about motivational videos and how in early recovery, they were my, that's that's how I started my mornings. Mm-hmm. That's how I, throughout my days, on my drives, like motivational, motivational. And all these motivational videos, all pretty much, at least the ones that I listen to, because of the algorithms, <laughs> the ones that pop up on my screen are always mm-hmm. like drive. You can go harder, m- always move force, never, never miss an opportunity. Always say yes, get up earlier, stay later, all this. Sh- and it's just beating into my head, which, you know, there, I feel like really last week talking to my therapist, like, oh, man, while I needed that and it, and it served me and it still serves me to a certain extent, is it too much? And that's the question. Like, am I... Does that being beat into my head? Because guys, listen to it. what you listen to, what you watch, what you read, who the people that you're around is all. That's what forms you. Mm-hmm. You're this. You're a sum total of of those things. So be careful what you listen to. Be careful what you watch. Be careful who you hang around. It's very important right. to your life, yep. to your success, to your recovery. But I, you know, I I don't have an answer to this. But I wonder if it's too much. And I'm, I'm always feeling inadequate because I got people in my ear, motivational videos, telling me to do more, do more, push hard, grind, get up early, stay, you don't need sleep, you don't, you know? that's how these videos, you know, that's how they, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're brainwashing me, which I, and my brain needs wash, so absolutely, but it's just this feeling I'm never doing enough constantly, but when I pause, and I look at my day, I look at my week, I look at my last eight years and the stuff that I've accomplished and yep. the things that I've done and the people that I've helped. Yep. Like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Why? I, you know, and it, it's, it's a, that's why I say I have a battle because I know in my heart of hearts that I'm doing enough. That I, what'd you say a minute ago? I, I'm good enough. Right. I, I know that. 
but that's not what plays through my head all day long because right. it doesn't say my brain doesn't say Marty, you're not good enough. My brain says Marty, you can do more. You can do more. You can do more. Which, in retro, in in reality, that's like you're not doing enough. Mm-hmm. You're not good enough. So it's this battle. You know, I don't know if that makes sense to anybody else. No, so. it makes perfect sense, and that's my concern on a certain level for some of the people because I want to reach a wide variety of people out there that that aren't driven by that right yeah. because it's not sustainable it's not it's, it's, it's really, really not. not you can't i agree you can't sprint through life it's not sustainable let's uh, just bear down the facts you talk about these businessmen that are like you know elon musk if you want to be bigger work uh, outwork everybody that if you want to build fast thousand percent but get to where you need to go then take a break well i had this saying in my head in early recovery too is there's two things that's going to happen if you and I get on a treadmill at the same time, there's two things going to happen. One, you're going to get off first or I'm going to die. Okay. As simple as that. That's how, that's how I'm two, two things. That's it. You're getting off because you're tired or I'm going to die. Yep. You know, and, and I don't know if that serves me anymore. Just like you said, and you said it's not sustainable and it's not. And I want to point this out to most people. Like, I don't think, the long haul that I've been doing it, that it's sustainable for most. Burnout is a really, really real thing. And balance, we talk about it. There's a reason that that life balance, work balance is very trending right now. It's because it's so real. People, people forget. Like, I forget sometimes to live and enjoy. A thousand percent. You know? So, I've said this to you before. I know you have. I know we talked. <laughs> but sustainability... In this grind mindset, mm-hmm. it's different for every person, right. and most people cannot sustain it for as long, even for as long as I have. You know, but but then more again, than ninety like percent. That's the scary part. That's what scares me the most with these people. So what I'm saying to yeah. to everybody in the audience out there is, find what works for you, accept where you are, be proud of where you are, because I can't. And you can't. Nobody can get instructions of where to go if you don't realize where you are. And I imagine like that that map in the mall, right? You're like, I need to get to this store. And then it's like, you are here. Because otherwise, I don't know where the hell I'm standing in the mall. Makes sense. That has to be there. Makes sense. You have to acknowledge where you are because everything around you looks confusing. So just acknowledge where you are. Mm-hmm. Figure out where you are first before you can get clear instructions on where to go. Otherwise, you're literally running in a hamster wheel. It feels like you're doing something, but you're not actually getting anywhere. Because you don't know where you're going. Like, build a plan. But first, I am proud of... You are exactly who you're supposed to be right now. Good, bad, ugly, or otherwise. You are exactly who you are supposed to be. Every decision you made got you right to where you are. Except where you are. And good then move good or bad. Right. Good or bad. Right. right. Yeah. Because it's in. there is no good or bad, but thinking makes it so. Ooh, I like that. Can we hashtag that, please? Right. That's, a, uh, that's a Hamlet quote. I knew that. <laughs> Chris, you know that, right? This is the crazy yeah. part. Like, as I'm researching a lot of these things, it's like people that were hundreds and or thousands of years ago were so far ahead of their time in the thinking. Like, this is nothing new. It's just finally gotten to such a breaking point with mental health that it's now coming to the forefront. That's sad. I, uh, I always said that I can grind this hard mm-hmm. and I, and people I, you know you've you've approached me before and other people have too um but i always say that like i feel like if it becomes i feel like i'll know if my mental health is really 
starting to decline and that's when I'll step back. You know, I feel like I know, but then again, you talk to people and, and nobody seems to. Really and yet, you know, as the no addict mindset is we make the abnormal normal. So will, you know, that's the dangerous part. And that's how we're wired. And I am, I have become so consciously aware of, and through a lot of help, don't get me wrong. This wasn't me. My wife has been a big sounding board for you're going too hard. Knock it off. You're working too much. Knock it off. You're being an asshole. Knock it off. <laughs> I've heard that one so many times in my life. But I had to give her the space <laughs> to say that to me without me getting mad at her for saying that, right? Because it's valid and I can't see it. Well, can we say the flip side of this? Because I want to contradict it to a certain degree. Okay. Where, where I'm at is not necessarily where you're at. Okay. Right where you guys are at. And if you're in a, a in a level and, and you're at a state in your life where, you know, because I, I, I want to push this because, man, I feel like all the grinding that I've did has got me where I'm at. And, yes, you're right. I I, I probably get to a level where I'm, I'm going to have to back off a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I'm starting to see that now. I'm, I'm like, I'm really starting to see that. I'm starting to, this summer's starting to happen. That sun's out right now. And it's yep. getting me this, you know, I want to be outside. I want to, I want to, this is my summer where I'm going to take some time and enjoy it. Mark my words. But I also want to do the flip side and the contradictory side is if you're, I want you guys to look at your life and, and especially those who complaining or feeling like they're not where they want to be, or they're just going to work every day and coming home and not getting any kind of gains. And, and maybe if you're not getting any kind of gains, you're cool with that. I'm talking about the ones that are discontent. I'm talking about you who is discontent with your life. You're not happy with your relationships. You're not happy with where you're at in life. You're just barely paying the bills and that kind of thing. And, and it does, and you're unhappy. Like that's the time. Like you got, I feel like, if you're going to complain and you're going to be unhappy and discontent about it, it's time to freaking grind. It's time to take that eight-hour day shift that you go to work. It's time to go to work, come home, and then grind on what it is you want to do with your life. If you want to get to a level where you're more successful and however you deem that. Sacrifice needs to be necessary a thousand percent, and it still is. There's just a balance for most people in life, this is the way most of us are wired. It's either black or white, meaning I either do this or this is going to happen. I get that. What they don't understand is there is this massive gray field that nobody ever explores. It's if I don't go bust my ass today, then I will be broke tomorrow. Or you won't be. Or you'll need to figure out something else. Or you need to stop wasting money on $500 shoes. Or you need to rethink. And I'm not, if you can afford them, do it. It's, it Marty always feels judged every time I say that, even though. Yeah, like every time. <laughs> I feel like All I'm tax. saying is, is there's, it's like, if I don't do this, then this is the only other option. And it's just not true. And so something you were saying earlier, and I've heard a lot of people say is, this is just the way I am. And I'm sorry, but it's the way you choose to be. Well, I, I've had to rewire, right? Because I was, I did nothing for 20, 25 years. Mm -hmm. Like I was that guy that, that a lot of people who might be watching the show are, um, and have been like, I was the guy who did absolutely nothing with his life. I had no purpose. 
So in my rewiring, I had to be completely, I had to change everything. That's the one thing I had to change in my, in my recovery is I had to change everything. So I could no longer be a guy who's living without purpose. I could no longer be a guy who was lazy. I could no longer be a guy who didn't do nothing with his day after an eight hour shift. I can no longer be a guy who didn't who missed every opportunity that was probably thrown at me. Like, that's why I, you know, the movie, yes, man, punched me in the face. Yeah. You know, it's a funny movie. It is what it is, but like, there's a good, there's a good, like, um, I forget the name of the word I'm looking for here, but there's a good story to that. And that's because I was the type of man who say no to everything. If it was uncomfortable, I didn't feel like doing it because my brain naturally is wired to say, no, I don't want to do that, or I can't do that, or I don't feel like doing that. I, I run off of feelings, and this is my feelings. When it comes to that aspect of my life, I don't feel like doing something, is f- that. Beep that shit. <laughs> Seriously, like, I am a yes man. Say yes. You know how many opportunities... I have done amazing at because I didn't feel like going to it, but I said yes anyway. And then I would get there and then I would meet somebody or I would hear something that would totally change my life or my way of thinking or put me in a new opportunity to meet other people who would, you know, it's yes, man, I will be there, you know, because my Mm -hmm. feelings tell me no Marty, you can sit on the couch. That's why I used to hashtag the word hashtag F your couch because I didn't get sober. I didn't go through all of that years of crap and then all these years of grinding to sit on a damn couch, you know, thousand percent. I want to live life. I think getting to like the core of this is as you go through this journey and whatever it looks like. So we speak or we feel, or we think, like, are we have what we call three different brains. We have the head ah, brain. That makes sense. We have the head brain. You're going to a different third brain. <laughs> so, <laughs> Woo! It's a little higher up. Woo! We have the head brain, we have the heart brain, and we have the gut brain. Mm. That's what we call instinct, right? I feel like purpose is driven when the three are in sync. When your head is thinking something, your heart is feeling it, and your gut is saying Go. Yeah, that's purpose. I like that. Otherwise, you're you will use different parts of your head, your heart or your gut to get through life. Sometimes things just don't instinctively in your gut feel right. And so you're like, eh, but then there's that time when you think it's your gut instinct, but your head's playing games. And so I'm going to say no, because I want to be lazy because the couch is better. That's when you know, you you know, and I know, you know, you know, like when you're sitting on the couch, and you're like, yeah, I don't really want to get up. You know, yeah, like yeah. You're not an idiot. Well, you know the consequences of that. This is nothing new. So there's a shift that needs to be made at some point in time for sure. But as you've rewired, A, now you know you can do it. Yeah. So there will come a new time to rewire again, to get into a different network of your life where it's like, okay, if you were to talk about like the actual processor on a computer when you're playing video games – we overclock, right? And so now it's Chris time knows to what that is, now but... it's time to turn the processor up and let's get everything firing at all times. But unless you've got that thing running on a liquid cooled system and all these other things in place, and even then you'll fry that thing if you just keep it going. Are we talking about my brain again? Yes. <laughs> 
you know, you go into <laughs> overclock, but if you don't bring it back down and let the processors cool off and then reset your computer, let everything shut down, let it reset, it'll just burn out. Yeah. I don't care how expensive or how fancy the thing is. They're not built to run like that. Even massive network servers cycle because they can't carry the weight all the time. Nothing is built like that. We are no different. You can't carry the world through your life and feel like, oh, yeah, I did that because I'm King Kong. You're an idiot. You're carrying other people's problems. Again, we're talking about the outside world working on the inside reflection and what my purpose is what you think of me. Bullshit. I need to be proud of me. Yeah. I need to be enough before I want to go after more because how do I know what enough is? Then you're, that's when you get into this dangerous world of it's never enough. Hmm. Then what, what define enough for me then? What is enough? Where does the end actually lie? Because you said it's never enough. That sounds dangerous to me. That's like a horse. If you let a horse run, it'll run itself to death. You call me a horse, huh? No, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> let's just be realistic no, about the situation. Listen, I, no, I, I want I, people to not set unrealistic I, expectations I for themselves. I, I want guys, you to push yourself. I really don't. But celebrate yourself while you're doing that. I agree, man. Like, self-affirmations are very important. And, and realize you're, you're right, and I, I lose track of this all the time because I, some people, you know, I, I feel like it, you cannot compare yourself to other people, which we all do as mm-hmm. humans. And if please don't compare yourself to me, because I I've watched many people burn out way in way shorter time span than than I thought. Well, here's was the possible. bottom line: what worked for you won't work for a lot of people. Yeah, you have to find what works for you. You have to find what is sustainable for you within reason. Like you got to be able to push yourself, but you got to also know when to say when. And the problem is most people don't say when because like you said on the treadmill, you're going to die or the other person's going to get off. That is where it gets dangerous because what the other person's doing shouldn't matter. I know. I know, but you're talking about human nature. You can be driven by people. That's fine. But you got to learn when to say when and say I'm enough right now. Mm -hmm. I want more. It's never enough for me. I understand that, but I'm proud of who I am today. Yeah, that's the difference, right? That's the difference. I'm okay with where I'm at. So when I fail, it's not like, oh, shit. It's not black or white. It's, okay, I failed. I'm in the gray. I'm okay with that because this exists here, and I know that it's not the end-all, be-all. It's just a moment in time, and I fail at many things. Yeah. But I've gotten comfortable with it because I stopped the black and white thinking and I got into this whole gray space. It's why they say you have gray matter in your brain. Like some of us have a little This was all wired a long time ago where it's okay to exist in this space of the unknown. That's where magic happens. When something happens that you didn't know was going to happen, that's when it's magical. I think, I think it's just most important to have... I, I, we talk about mindsets all mm-hmm. the time, and and I think we haven't really ever really talked about how mindsets need to adapt to said situations. Okay, you know, because I have the mindset of, and it's served me for for the last eight years almost that that I have to go go go, and I have to get it get it get it because I have to make up for twenty five years of lost time, and I have to prove myself mostly to myself. Like I know. 
And, and there's a difference. Like if you, if you're doing whatever task is in front of you and you got the end of the day and you said, I did all I could, then that's great. But in my head, I'm like, I should have did this, this, and this. I could have did that more. Okay, I'll go back. I'll revamp tomorrow, and I'll do this more. I'll do more of that. I'll I'll check those boxes. You know, but I think mindset of, I think it changes because there there has to, you know, I, I don't know if all these different mindsets can coexist at the exact same time. The, the, the minds, and this is probably where you're going to disagree because of the meme. You think that they can coexist with I am enough, I did enough, and I could do more. Wait, is that how it went? I'm stuck the between meme? I'm proud of myself and I need to go harder. Right. Yeah, okay, those can coexist. It's just, I think, like, being... A mindset of go, go, go. I need to do more. I need to accomplish more. I got a, I got a lot to learn. I got a lot to do. I got a lot to learn. I got a lot to grow in this area and that area. And I need to expand more. I need to network more. I need to meet more people. I need to make more cold calls. I need to do this. I need to expand this business versus, okay, I'm good. Uh, I can take the rest of the day off. For me right now, I'm having trouble and I'm going to definitely go deeper with this because I'm having trouble with that. And, and obviously that's why you brought this whole thing up, but because you see that I'm having trouble at six o'clock at night, eight o'clock at night when I finally sit down for the day to say, all right, I don't need my laptop in front of me. All right. I don't need my phone in front of me, you know, because it's probably a sick. It's definitely a disease. How is your disease? How, how is your disease manifested itself in your life today? Well, I guess I'm a workaholic. So, and it's probably not healthy. No, it's definitely not healthy. My my main question is: on the days that you don't get all of your things done, mm. what actually happens? That makes you feel like it wasn't enough. <laughs> nothing. Okay. Nothing. That, I mean, that's all I'm curious about. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's all in me. It's all in my head. See, people see sitting on the couches doing nothing because they get in the space where that's all that they do. Well, that's that's the one thing I want to avoid thinking that. I want you guys to think that's okay. Cause I don't No, I don't, definitely I don't. not. Like I that, don't think if you do that, that it's okay. Now you're actually doing nothing. Yeah. But when you rest is literally mandatory for the body. I can tell you from personal experience, your brain will literally disconnect from the rest of your body and it will shut <laughs> he said, down. He said literally, <laughs> I do not remember driving away from my family and ending up in a Canyon behind my house. I don't remember any of it. I went to autopilot. My brain said, we're done, dude. Yeah. We are done. I, I do I'll know keep that. you alive right now, and I'll take you somewhere, but we're done. <laughs> I'm not present. I am not actually <laughs> going to function for you and allow you to live in this over-conscious space. Yeah. I'm going to click off. I'm going to separate that part, and we're done. Okay. I, I am very much victim to that most days at some point, like autopilot dangerous place to be in especially when you're driving <laughs> especially when you just drove 45 minutes from point a to point b and you don't remember a single second of it they call it hypnotic driving it's 
What just happened? Like, did it's I not use my, actually? A did bad I thing. use my turn signals? It's not actually a bad thing. Did I? Did I? Did I run somebody? I have no idea. It's when your brain has actually realized it's taken on too much information and it's trying to process it. I don't so think it should shut down conscious. while you're driving. No, you are conscious. You All just right. don't realize it. So the brain. I don't know the exact number, so people don't attack me on here, but it's somewhere in the area of 200 million bits of information are in the brain. It can actually gather 120,000 at a time, and then you can... There's a reason why the phone number is typically seven digits long. It's because that's all you can actually focus on. So it's easy to remember someone's phone number because you can actually focus on seven plus or minus two bits of information at once. If I said, focus on this, now focus on this, now focus, and I named off like 25 things, you'd gather about seven of those and be able to repeat them back to me. Depending on what time of the day it is, too. <laughs> That's just how the human brain is wired, period. Some people with super intellect can recall more things because they have the ability to compartmentalize and memorize at the same time, and that's genius-level type of stuff. That's why they can count so fast. But... The typical brain can only focus on about seven things at a time. So multitasking is not your best friend. I think I'm, uh, I'm thinking about three at this point in the day. Three things. <laughs> in the military, it was analyze, simplify, execute. You look at all the things, you simplify them down into what's important, and you execute on just those things. Prioritize. It was prioritized in a, in a single form, yes. And it's that basic, and I want people to stick to the basics when they're doing things because everybody gets all excited and I got to go, I got to go, and they're trying to research 200,000 things, and then they're like, I feel like I'm going nowhere. Well, duh. Well, this you is... haven't focused on one thing long enough to get anywhere, and you wonder why you haven't gone anywhere. I, 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 t I coach a lot of people on in the importance of list and I, and that's why um whether it be an early recovery trying to get to that next level in your life or career it's like lists are they help i guess i can only speak because they 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 changed my life completely because i would wake up without intention and i would wake up and just kind of go through the motions and autopilot and, and or grab the phone and that just takes you on a whole different rabbit hole that you don't even want to go down but when you wake up and you set your list at night and you wake up to that list and you know you kind of know because you did it the night before what your intentions are on that list and it's usually like what time I get up and you get up and you do this this and this to start your morning routine and then you you start executing the the task at hand and I tell people all the time like just Focus on the one thing only. The one thing until you get it complete. And say you have a goal and your goal is it takes 15 steps to get to the first part of your goal. Like if you just look at the goal and this is why I tell people about goals all the time. Like you can look at the goal like I want to be this or I want to do this. But that doesn't matter. Quit looking at that. What look and focus and study and how many steps it takes to get that to that part of the goal. Because you could have four, ten, twenty parts segmented off in your goal. But if you just look at the goal, you really don't you're kind of wondering aimlessly on how to get there. No, write down the night before what it takes to get to that goal. And if it you might get three of those um 
check boxes that you can accomplish in one day. And if you do, like, that's accomplishment. That's feeling content. Like, I did something today. And when you do that, that builds momentum, mm-hmm. right? The a body in motion, stage in motion, you know, and if you can continue that without sitting down and doing this and focusing on this and get distracted by that or her or him or this or that's going on like you got if you can push all that shit away push away all distractions and focus on what you want to accomplish and that could just be the simplest things in life or that could be something big like starting a business or you know creating a label whatever it may be you know if you could just focus on one thing at a time i promise you right now if you guys all did it you will get a lot more accomplished and you will do it in less time, and you will not feel like a clock on the wall. Because I, I say this all the time, you you know, it's, don't don't confuse always moving and, and going with getting shit done. Because so yeah, I mean, I I love what you're saying right here. You're basically explaining the rewiring process in all reality. That's in, in okay. a simple form. That's what you're doing. You yeah. do something. Until you memorize it, you rewire it in your brain. Now you don't have to think about it because now it's in your unconscious. Yeah. Now it's in the part of the brain that just automates, right? Yes. So once you've got that down and you can repeat it without thinking about it, now you move on to the next. Yeah. You get that down, you're basically replacing all this negative crap in your head with the stuff that serves you. Yes. And you allow that to live in what they now call your unconscious. The subconscious is below the level. The unconscious is what you do without thinking. I just realized this too. Like as you were talking, like, so I would say all of us out here, um, we look at our subconscious, if you was to look at it, and many of you haven't even thought about it, but those of you who have looked at it, okay, I'll speak on myself. When I looked at my subconscious and how, how I'm wired or how I was wired, that I, I pretty much 90%, 80% of my day was ran off my subconscious mm-hmm. and nothing required any thought. We, I looked at that as a negative thing. And it was, and it is, right? You had the wrong tools inside of it. Yes. Yep. So what he, what Brian's saying is if we rewire that subconscious to act as a subconscious, but it's doing positive things without us thinking about it. How are my thoughts going to serve me today? Yeah, perfect. And when you, repetition creates memorization. Yep. So when you, and, and it breaks it all, the, the psychology goes all the way down to like the business world, Lean Six Sigma, what they say is in order to create change, Something has to be changed, and it has to be done right the first time. Yeah. Which means you do it as many times as you need to until you can do it right over and over and over again, and now you've created valuable change. That's how you add value in the business world. Love it. So it's the same thing. It's just you take it through the different modalities. You focus on the things that you can focus on until you get them right, and then you move on to the next. I posted something the other day that says, the knowledge of the book is not on the last page. You have to read the book. <laughs> Sometimes more than once. <sighs> Metaphor for all of you who love to read the last page and learn what happened. Well, you, I mean, in simple form, you don't go to the movie to watch the end. Like, if you went to the movie and just saw the end, you'd be like, that was lame. It's everything that came up to it that made the ending what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's the journey. This is how we're wired as humans on every level. It's storytelling as a whole. When someone is talking to you and they tell a story and you get attached to this 10-minute story and you feel like you're living in it, 
and then they're done and you're like, damn, now that was a story. It's because it was, it was the travel through. It wasn't the punchline. Good comedians carry jokes on and they bring you back to them randomly as you go through the journey because they're touching base on things and they're carrying that joke forward so you can stay in the journey with them while still hitting punchlines along the way. Like, that's a great comedian. And now that I've said it, you'll start to notice it more. (laughs) I was really thinking about my last show that I went to, and that's exactly what he did. Yeah. They keep bringing back things that you know hit hard, and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to bring that one back around. It's like that mic drop moment kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And so with people, I just don't want people to get so lost on, if I don't turn into a badass today, then I'm a loser tomorrow. Not true. It's okay for it to never be enough. That's the whole point of the journey. I will die trying to be more than I was yesterday. I will die that way. Period. But that doesn't mean I don't accept who I am today and I'm not proud of who I actually am right now. I still have a long ways to go with all these things and and it is never enough. But where I'm at today is better than I was at yesterday. 1%. I, I implore some of you and I will do it too. I will. I'll make a commitment. I'll do it too. To write down a list of, you know, because I've been in recovery for eight years. And I literally was sleeping outside homeless. Not the kind of homeless where it's like, I don't have a home. No. You know, staying on my buddy's couch and, and all that. No. Like, sleeping outside, sharing needles doing unspeakable things to, to to get right. And coming from that to where I am today, just take it, I'm going to take a minute to pause this evening and I'm going to make a, a short list of just a few things of what I've accomplished. And the, the amount of, when I talk about my accomplishments, it's the amount of lives. One of the major things that pops in my head as soon as I said that was the amount of lives that I've affected in, in, in the positive way in my recovery journey and what I've done for a living, for my career, and what I've done in my, for my purpose. So I think Brian's right. I think we all should take a minute. And, and, and I would like to see you, if you guys want to put your... You want to make a list tonight after you watch this and you want to post a list down below of five things that you've great things that you've accomplished in, in your journey into whatever it is. A lot of you are in recovery with join me. our Facebook page. Send us a request, throw it in there. I want everybody that's on the talk hard fans Facebook page to throw your, this isn't arrogance. Be proud of who you are. And right. If anybody posts anything negative about it, you're going to get kicked out of the group period. It's that simple. This isn't a space for judgment. This is a space for where we're at. If you want to question things, question things. But I like I questioned your thing as a curious, not like negative. And then of course somebody else commented on that, and I'm like, okay, tell me, like, why can't that? Like, it, we don't have to grow from pain all the time. We can grow from flourishment, right? That's the point. We want to get to a space where we feel abundant and continue to grow. Yeah, that is the key to life for me. And I want other people to share it. So I love this idea. You can email it us. You can email it to us, fans at talkhardfans.com. You can join our Facebook group, Talk Hard Fans. Um, Yeah, put it on on the comments down below. I'd really like to see that. You know what? When you said that, it was funny because something happened to me this weekend. So I took one of the first classes. I think it was close to a month ago. 
And as I came back into this class, I didn't realize I'd have people from the first class. There was two or three of them. And one of the um, ladies I had coached in our practice session, Mm -hmm. and I had asked her a question. And in that moment, because we only had like 30 minutes together in that coaching session, um, I asked her about her hero. Like, who's your hero? And she was a little kind of standoffish to that thought process at that Mm -hmm. moment, right? And when that happened, in my head, I went, wrong question, Brian. Like, I judged myself, right? Because okay. I, wasn't, I wasn't serving the way that I felt because I made it about me and not about the client. And I did everything wrong in that moment because this last weekend, we ended up in a group together. And she said, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you. I found my hero, and it's me. <laughs> Beautiful. So Beautiful. when you say you, these are just the people you know about. You don't know how many people you've actually touched. I've given leads and done things and then saw people months later that I didn't even remember were in the room. They came up and were like, you remember me? No. Sorry. Oh, well, I was at your lead at Fairbanks and, man, something you said. You know what I mean? Like, you don't realize the impact you have on the world, and that's the best kind of impact is to do it just to give it away and trust in the process. Be your best you. And I guarantee you are impacting the world in ways that you will never know about. And that, to me, is the greatest way to impact the world. Because the minute you're worried about who you're impacting, you've made it all about them. And you need to keep it focused on, I'm just going to take my best me and give it to the world. That's the thing. Like, never in a million years. God, you know, people who've known me in my addiction, you know, and I I got, I, I, I'm with a lot of people in recovery that knew me and my addiction and even people like parents and people in my hometown. You know, it's just amazing. It's like, and I get, and I get validated a lot from it, you know, cause it, it, when somebody says like, holy shit, you know, just seen me recently and they, they knew me 10 years ago and they're like, bro, like that's, that's freaking all, you know, and that's validation for me. Like, mm-hmm. man, you know, that's great. But the the ways that we can impact people, you know, first off, it was me. Like, when I was in early recovery, a couple years in, year in, I was, you know, talking about my recovery online, and, you know, it really wasn't done. Eight years ago, there wasn't no, nobody out here talking about recovery because there was a big stigma attached to it, and you couldn't talk about anonymous. recovery. It was the anonymous movement, and I was just like, I couldn't understand it, and I, you know... At the time, I was the only one that I knew about doing it, right, that I knew about. And, you know, I got attacked by a lot of the anonymous people. And I, I work in AA program, and I, I, I do. That's what I do, and that's how it got me where I am today. You know, I work 12 steps. I, I, I believe in it. It's changed my life. I, my, my life is forever grateful for Alcoholics Anonymous, period. And I don't care if you dislike me for it, for saying it. Um, but... I never in a million years thought me just talking about what I'm going through and, and how good life can be in recovery and, and it would have affected thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of people across the world, really. You know, I, I had no idea. And it's I look back on it, and I'm not talking about for me. If I would have saw somebody doing what I'm doing, and I would just like, man, that's amazing. That's great. I love that. You know? 
and so much has opened up in the in the past eight years of people you know now like a lot of people are talking about it. a lot of the stigma is being crushed as much as it possibly can people are talking about their recovery because i i couldn't understand how i could sit here and everybody know everything about my addiction I'm on the front page of the papers. Why couldn't they kept that anonymous? I'm just curious. <laughs> that, but, you know, yep. <laughs> that shit sells papers, you know. But, you know, I'm not going to be anonymous about my the good things, the positive things, the people that might inspire people who are like me to, to say, oh, you know what, I want that. I'm not going to be quiet about that. And I don't give a shit how much hell I went through in the early stages of doing this. I just put my head down. I never fired back at people. And I just kept talking about it, man. And and people, the amount of people that would reach out, even in the early days, was just unbelievable. And the people that would see me and say, man, if that dude can do it, I know I can do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and that's that, that changed lives, man. It did. And whether or not it's sustained or not, I don't know. I mean, I do know, but it's not the point. Like, seeds were planted that... If a, a, a wasteful, rock-bottom, alcoholic junkie, such as I claim to be, if that guy can do it, then so can I. And and that's the same with anything across the board. Like, if somebody, if there's struggles in life where people are suffering in silence, then that, that needs to be brought to light. Like, that's why I say I'm loud about my recovery. I'm not going to be silent about my recovery because I'm loud so others don't die in silence. Absolutely. You know? And I just wish everybody would, you know, whatever it is you're into, like, be cool about it. Be open about it. Don't be, arrogance is, is, you know, what they are, the anonymous people fear that and, oh, you're going to get a name for yourself and then you're going to relapse and it's going to say that... A doesn't work. Bullshit. Right. Like what? So like when a pastor does unspeakable things, robs his church, and does other unspeakable things, like that just says Christianity doesn't work. Right. No, it doesn't say that. So that was a bad pastor, and he needs to get the hell on down the road. Right. I've seen those two lately, where there was somebody posted something about a church in Kentucky, and they're like, "This is why I don't go to church." And I'm like, "Okay, that makes total sense." Okay, jackass. I, I'm not a Bible thumper, but I will tell you that in the Bible, it does say there will be false churches. Yeah. Okay, so the Bible did warn us about these things. So this is a prime example of it. And this is just like the all cops are bad because one bad thing happens. Exactly. All all people exactly. with tattoos are bad because only tattooed people go to prison. Right. All this are bad because of one person. Like, that's not how things work. And even in the other form of just because it failed for you doesn't mean it's bad. Right. It just means you maybe didn't understand it. So, like, what I didn't understand when getting into coaching was prior to it, I sat in such a consultant space and was calling it coaching. Because my coach in baseball and all these things were somebody that told me what to do. Gotcha. It's not what a coach does. Not what a life coach does. Let's put it that way. A life coach is not there to fix you. A life coach is there to provide you tools and opportunity and the questions that'll help you dig deeper into your brain to help you fix yourself because you're perfectly capable of it and nobody has to fix you. I feel like that's what, you know, a therapist kind of operates in that space. Therapists operate in that space, but our whole goal as a coach is to keep moving forward and therapists are licensed to dig into the past. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, because I, I that's I, a, that can get into danger, right? There's PTSD. There's a lot of like, and you don't want a do lot it. of that, that puts you at like, risk for lawsuit and you need to be licensed to dig into the subconscious of somebody and try to unlock trauma. 
Because you don't know what you're getting into if you don't understand the brain on a medical level. So coaches work not in conjunction with, but we, I mean, I work with some people that have therapists. Mm -hmm. And I say, what happens between you and your therapist is between you and your therapist. Right now, I'm here to focus on what you want to do moving forward. And that's it. It's forward thinking. It's forward questioning. It's forward progress. And that's all that we are concerned with. With that being said, if there are coaches out there that are saying they're coaches and they're doing nothing but giving people advice, knock it off. You're a consultant, and that's fine. Just understand that what you know may not work for a lot of people. And well, most of those people know those things, but they're never going to understand it if they don't figure it out for themselves. I'm sure there's a lot of coaches out there, too, who try to dig in and get in areas where they don't freaking belong. I, I, I'm guilty of it. I right. thought that's what it was, really. Like, I was like, I know a lot about life, and I know how I changed mine, so I'm going to give you all the things that I did, and this is going to fix you. Wrong. (laughs) Totally wrong, because what works for me does not work for a lot of people. And the best thing that worked for me was being able to figure it out for myself. The greatest ideas you have are your own. But you got to be confident enough to get there. So I love your idea. Write down these 10 things. I'd like to take that a little bit farther. Write down these 10 things and then, and then read them back to yourself and say, how will these 10 things serve me? Right? What purpose? If you can't attach a why to what you're writing down. I think, so what we do is we, we call this a gratitude list mm-hmm. in, in, in early recovery okay. at the Truman Houses. Well, that, see, there's just 10 celebrations. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, basically what... Sorry, I, I misunderstood you. That's my bad. No, and it... <sighs> Write down to, you know, you were right. I got off topic. You'd write down 10 things that you're proud of yourself for. Of things that you've, uh, like some people, you get an early recovery. You Mm -hmm. got 10 days clean. You're right. You're like, holy shit, I'm, I'm grateful for electricity. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for running water, which is all great. All good to have on a gratitude list. But you know, if you want to take it even further, like what have you accomplished in your gratitude list and put down gratitude slash accomplishment, whether that just be, I'm a mother again. Mm-hmm. And I am able to be present in my child's life or um, I started a business or I've got eight years in recovery or I got 30 days sober, whatever. Just and I use that gratitude list. And Chris has had one. We've all had one where we told him what we put it in a frame for every every client that came through. We put it in the frame and they put it beside their bed so they can okay. wake up every morning. And I think this is where it could serve you. Also, because we wake up, mm-hmm. and in addition, we wake up irritable, restless, and discontent. A lot of us do. It's part of our n- nature of, uh, of who we are, angry, sad, depressed, discontent, whatever. And we get to look at that gratitude list and be like, oh, yeah, this is what I've done. This is what I'm doing, and this yeah, is what I'm grateful for. Subconsciously, we were wired to, to wake up and worry about the next bad thing that's going to happen uh, without focusing on the good things that have already happened. And yes. I love that. I absolutely love that. Yeah. That will help you start to recognize who you are in the moment. Yeah. Absolutely. Gratitude list, ladies and gentlemen. We want to see them. Put them, yeah. put them on our Facebook. And you don't have to be an addict to do this. <laughs> no, no, no. No, please no. Don't do that. Like, do that. This is something that is very powerful for with people in recovery, but it's very powerful for everybody. And I remember being in um, the meetings and just saying, man, I think everybody should do a 12-step on some level. I don't care if, if you're an I addict king, or not. If I was king of this world, <laughs> right, of the whole world, everybody would work a 12-step program. Like, 
walking through those steps does change the way you think about a lot of things with inventory and being able to go back and take ownership of the things that you did wrong and be confident enough to apologize for them as long as it wasn't going to harm you or others, right? Yes. And then to continue to take your inventory and then once you feel like you've gotten to now share what you've learned with others kind of a thing like I'm I'm breaking it in real well, simple form. I, I want I want people to realize too that like of the 12 steps that it you know which are life changing bringing into a spiritual awakening that's what the whole steps are designed to do is make you aware and bring you to a spiritual level it where you're about drugs in like one or two of them, right? that's the thing it, it, <laughs> it only mentions alcohol or drugs depending on which program you in it, your program that you're in the 12 steps it only mentions it one time in the very first part of the first step i am powerless over alcohol dot and my life have become unmanageable, step one. And then it doesn't mention alcohol in any of the other 12 steps. Yep. So it, the rest of the 12 steps are all about this and this and changing and growing and becoming aware and, 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 and accepting who you are and what you did and becoming one with it, really. Hmm. Hashtag 12 steps for everybody. Everyone. <laughs> 13th step needs to stay away. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you for joining us. Oh, We'll see you next time. Love you guys. Ooh.